We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 445 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Thursday, November 17th, 2022, and it is a day of celebration. If you are Commander's co-owner and co-CEO Dan Snyder, as the Republicans have won back the House of Representatives, the red wave That was perhaps going to be a red tsunami, but ended up being more like a red puddle. Uh, It has resulted in the Republicans winning back the House. And so the congressional investigation of Dan and the commanders is ending. Uh, The Republicans on the House Committee on Oversight and Reform on Wednesday evening issued a statement from ranking member James Comer on the status of the investigation of Dan Snyder and the commanders when Republicans assume control of the House. Quote, it's over, end quote. There you go. Short and sweet, it's over. Although the Republicans won't take over the House until January. And so the still Democrat-controlled House Committee on Oversight and Reform still can issue a final report or memo on Dan and the commanders. So more may be coming. We shall see. It remains very interesting to me and perhaps rather telling that the committee still has not issued a transcript or much detail at all of Dan Snyder's testimony. Remember that? Dan this past July 28th testified virtually before Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform regarding the team's workplace misconduct scandal. The testimony lasted for nearly 11 hours, and yet we still have heard next to nothing about that testimony. Anyway, hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Taylor Heineke will be the commander starting quarterback for their game at the Houston Texans this Sunday afternoon at 1. Head coach Rod Rivera made the announcement during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening, but Ron said that Carson Wentz only now has been cleared to start throwing and did not declare anything about who is the commander starting quarterback once Carson is healthy. So we basically had a delay of the decision, and that to me was totally fine. Uh, Next segment, I'll get into what Ron had to say and also what Taylor Heineke had to say during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening. Some really good stuff from Taylor on his approach to his situation right now. Uh, The Commanders on Wednesday off their 32-21 win at the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football did not conduct a full practice. Uh, The Commanders instead conducted a late afternoon walkthrough. Uh, I have the latest for you on Commanders injuries, including another update on edge defender Chase Young. I also have for you some good insight from Ron Rivera on why the defense is doing so well right now. And we'll talk Wizards. Uh, Their four-game winning streak is over. A bonkers game for the Wiz on Wednesday night. A 121-120 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder 
at Capital One Arena. Uh, the Wizards did get back Bradley Beal, but they blew two totally different first half leads of 17 points and 16 points. Uh, the Wiz did make a franchise record 14 threes in the first half, but the Wizards ultimately lost on a contested step back three to the left of the top of the arc by Shea Gilgis Alexander for a 121-120 Thunder lead with 1.1 seconds left in the fourth quarter. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Rich on something that happened in that commander's win at the Eagles on Monday night, writes Rich. For all of the Philly fans mad at Jamin Davis for the Dallas Goddard injury, I have two words. Jess Atkinson. This may be from before your time, but one of the dirtiest safeties ever, Andre Waters, ended a promising young Redskins career on an extra point attempt. Excuse me if I don't feel bad that the Eagles tight end may miss a few games. Thank you for the email, Rich. Uh, So yeah, it turns out that the face mask play on Monday night that resulted in a lost fumble for the Eagles also resulted in injury for the Eagles. Uh, Fourth quarter on a first and 10 for the Eagles at their 31. Linebacker Jamin Davis got away with (laughs) a blatant face mask penalty on a fumble recovery of a forced fumble by interior defensive lineman John Ridgway on a uh, Dallas Goddard two-yard reception. The ensuing commander's offensive drive resulted in another bomb from Commander's kicker Joey Sly, his fourth quarter 55-yard field goal for a 26-21 Commander's lead. Oh, by the way, Joey Sly, jacked up Joey, uh, on Wednesday morning was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, and deservedly so. Uh, Well, Dallas Goddard on the face mask play reportedly suffered a shoulder injury and is expected to miss multiple weeks. In fact, the Eagles on Wednesday placed Goddard on the reserve injured list. So Jess Atkinson, a former Redskins kicker, he went to Maryland, eventually became a sportscaster for WUSA 9 here at Washington, D.C. Atkinson suffered a dislocated right ankle when he was hit by Philadelphia Eagles safety Andre Waters in the Skins' 1987 regular season opener. And Atkinson never played in another regular season game for the Skins, although he did play for the Indianapolis Colts for one game in September 1988. Uh, The Skins cut Atkinson in August 1988. And what ended up happening for the Skins in what ended up being a Super Bowl winning season in 1987 was that they had as their kicker a man with one of the greatest names in Skins history, Ali Haji Sheik. My first year as a Cognizant sports fan was 1987. My first season as a Redskins fan was that Super Bowl winning season of 1987. So Ali Haji Sheik will always have a special place in my heart. And, you know, with Andre Waters, uh, he tragically committed suicide in November 2006. Uh, He died of a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, The belief is that he dealt with CTE. Email from Jack L. On Taylor Heineke, writes Jack, from day one, Sabah has said the team should go with Heineke and work to correct his fundamentals slash flaws. And Taylor, T-A-I-L-O-R, parentheses, T-A-Y-L-O-R, end of parentheses, the game to his talents and put the big money and draft choices to be paid for a so-called top quarterback into building up the rest of the team. And Sabah has been and is absolutely right. As Sabah has said all along, with the rest of the team built up, the team can win with Heineke. And for me, with him at quarterback, (laughs) the games are entertaining to watch. Sabah for GM, thank you for your excellent podcast. I really like how you always look at both sides of an issue and have your independent thoughts and do not just parent what the talking heads say. Well, thank you very much for that, Jack. You know, I wrote Dr. Sabah in a recent email that she's becoming a big star because people now are constantly referencing her in tweets and emails to me. And there you go, Dr. Sabah. You've got my man Jack L. on your side. Uh, All right, so I have always been very open-minded on Taylor Heineke. Uh, I was one of the few people in the media 
in January 2021 who thought that Taylor would play well in that wildcard playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field. And of course, Taylor didn't just play well. Uh, he was sensational considering the circumstances. Uh, the problem, though, with taking the approach of building up everything around the quarterback and then just going with like a decent quarterback with whom you can win is that it's hard to build up everything around the quarterback. It's hard to just count on everything around the quarterback going right. And especially in today's NFL, a quarterback, a singular being, as opposed to many beings, can truly elevate a team if the quarterback is the right quarterback. You know, Washington for last season took the approach of going with a decent quarterback with whom you can win in Ryan Fitzpatrick and then had Taylor Heineke and what happened. The things around the quarterback position weren't good enough. The offense got wrecked by injury. The defense was a major disappointment. It's hard in the NFL to have everything around a singular position of quarterback go just right because everything encompasses many things and so much can go wrong over the course of an NFL season. Now, yes, it's also hard in the NFL to find a true franchise quarterback. I totally get that, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. And here's the beauty with Taylor Heineke. He doesn't have to go anywhere. As I said on this podcast weeks ago, the commanders right now should be talking contract extension with Taylor Heineke, given that he's set to be an unrestricted free agent this coming offseason. He absolutely should be part of the team's quarterback mix going forward. And who knows what might happen when it comes to whether Taylor himself can be a true franchise quarterback. Uh, look, I never say never, but he already is in his age 29 season. Next season will be his age 30 season. How many quarterbacks all of a sudden blossom into being franchise quarterbacks in their 30s? It's not impossible, okay? I don't want to be completely dismissive of that possibility, but you know that happening is unlikely, especially considering that we now have a sample size of 19 regular season starts for Taylor with Washington. We have a good sense of his strengths and weaknesses and what he is and isn't. And while I do think that the commanders could do a better job of, wait for it, tailoring the offense to him, uh, it's far from a certainty that doing that would lead to him blossoming into being a true franchise quarterback. Now, all of that said, I do have to say the stunningly great season that Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith is having should make every person who follows the NFL open-minded to who can and can't be good at quarterback. Uh, there, of course, are major differences between Taylor and Geno, but the point is that in the NFL, you just never know. One thing in life, though, that we do know is that if you have a case, you should contact Paulson and Ace. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace fights for victims of all kinds of situations, including victims of errors made during diagnosis, during surgery, or with medication, victims of injuries caused by dangerous medications or medical devices, as well as defective auto parts, victims of accidents involving cars, trucks, bikes, or motorcycles, victims of deceptive trade practices and false advertising, heck, victims of shady lawyers. If your attorney acts in bad faith, is unethical in his or her counsel, or is negligent in his or her work, you could have a claim for legal malpractice. Paulson and Nace has represented corporate clients throughout the region. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit PaulsonandNace.com. That's PaulsonandNace.com. And don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace 
that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace treats its clients with respect and dignity and wants what is best for the firm's clients. Paulson and Nace will treat you, your family, and your situation with the care and expertise that you deserve. And Paulson and Nace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, the 5-5 five and five Commanders on Wednesday began their practice week for this Sunday afternoon's game at the 1-7-1 and one Houston Texans at 1. But because the Commanders just played on Monday night, we had something a little different on Wednesday, a late afternoon walkthrough as opposed to the usual Wednesday midday normal practice. So the Commanders on Wednesday in the 4 p.m. hour conducted a walkthrough in the indoor practice facility in the bubble at the Commanders headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, It was during this walkthrough that we saw three Commanders quarterbacks participating in the walkthrough. Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, and Jake Fromm, who was on the practice squad. No Carson Wentz participating in the walkthrough. Uh, This off, no announcement having been made of him having been designated to return to practice. He is still on the reserve injured list. So it was pretty clear what head coach Rod Rivera's starting quarterback decision was for at least this game at the Texans. Uh, We on Wednesday in the 5 p.m. hour had post-practice press conferences for Rod Rivera and Taylor Heineke. The very first question that Ron at his post-practice press conference got asked was if he had an update on the commander's quarterback situation. Here was Ron's answer. Uh, the biggest update, more so than anything else, is, is um, Carson has been cleared to start throwing. Um, we haven't designated him for return yet to practice. He was working on the side. Uh, well, actually, he's working down on the field with the training staff today. But again, he wasn't designated uh, for return. So we will start Taylor this week. So Carson Wentz has been cleared to start throwing, but he has not been designated to return to practice. And so Taylor Heineke, this Sunday afternoon, will be the commander starting quarterback for a fifth consecutive game. Uh, We on Wednesday's show, episode 444, talked about Ron Rivera perhaps being poised to name Taylor the commander starting quarterback for the rest of the season. But we also talked about Ron right now not having to declare anything. Ron has a built-in excuse for not going back to Carson Wentz right now, and that built-in excuse is Carson's injury. Uh, He is eligible to come off the reserve injured list as he has missed the mandatory four games, but that doesn't mean that he has to come off injured reserve right now, and it may well be that Carson truly isn't ready to come off injured reserve right now. He suffered the fractured right ring finger in that win at the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football on October 13th. He underwent surgery for the fractured right ring finger on October 17th. The belief at the time was that he was likely to miss four to six weeks. Well, we are still in that four to six week time frame. And so it may well be that the reality matches up with the ideal scenario for Rod Rivera. Uh, He, for now, can stick with Taylor Heineke as the commander's starting quarterback without having to officially declare anything regarding Carson Wentz, and Ron can see how things go with Taylor. Heck, Ron Rivera on Wednesday evening essentially admitted all of this. Take a listen. Yeah, we have time. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the really good thing that this is, is on our side. I mean, he he's done some good things, and 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 we'll see how it happens this week. But you know, it, to me, it's it's part of of having to make a decision. I mean, you got to be realistic. You got to watch. And you got to see, and that's what we've been doing. We've been paying attention to it. Uh, we've been paying attention not just an individual, but as much as it affects a unit uh, and a team. And and so, you know, having this situation is is a pretty good one. It, it's a um, Good problem to have. There you go. Here was Taylor Heineke on Wednesday evening on getting another opportunity with this game at the Texans this Sunday afternoon to make his case for remaining as the commander's starting quarterback. Yeah, again, I don't really look at it that way. It's it's one of those things where, hey, coach told me um, I was up this week, so, you know, um, just doing everything I can to 
prepare for Houston and, and try and go get a win. Um, team's playing really well right now, and uh, I think what well, we got seven more games, so hopefully we can just keep this thing rolling and, and see what happens. Yeah, another politically correct, diffusive answer from Taylor Heineke regarding this commander's quarterback controversy that really isn't all that much of a controversy. Uh, Some more from Taylor in his post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening on his approach to his situation right now. For me, it's one of those things where I take it day by day and and do the best I can. and I think that's what kind of lets me play fast and free. Uh, when, when I kind of think about all those things like I did last year, um, I, don't, I feel like I don't play as well. I think too much. Um, I put a little too much pressure on myself. So, um, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, when, when I'm driving in to the facility, I'm like, this is this is a game that I grew up, you know, wishing to play. And it, it's, it's a game that young people play. It's supposed to be fun. So I, I try and keep it very simple and, and fun. And I thought that that right there was a very healthy, very smart approach that Taylor Heineke is taking. And he late in his post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening expounded on this approach. That's something I look back in the offseason like, what what could I have done to be more comfortable, um, to not put so much pressure on myself? And I think that was one of them. Uh, there was times last year I would go home and watch another two to three hours of film. And I was just like, it gets to a point where you know what you're looking for, but then you start seeing things or you start stressing about stuff. Um, and I think that balance of life is, is huge. And so every time you come in the facility, you want to work. Uh, you want to get better instead of thinking I have to and I have to go home and I have to do this. No. Like if, if you're comfortable with where you're at, hey, that's, that's all that matters if you go on Sunday and produce. Yeah, Taylor Heineke does seem to be in a really good place right now. Uh, So one of the things that Taylor does, and you likely are familiar with this, is buy Jordan sneakers in the colors of the teams that he beats. Uh, So he just bought green Jordans off the win at the Eagles. And it turns out that he is buying Jordans for commander's offensive linemen. I mean, (laughs) just when you think that Taylor's teammates can't like him any more than they already like him. Now we have this. He's buying his offensive lineman, Jordans. Uh, Taylor on Wednesday evening on buying Commander's offensive lineman, Jordans. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's insider, Michael Phillips of Richmond.com. Yeah, um, this might be a surprise. I, mean, I was trying to keep it a little surprise for the O-line, but um, they've been busting their ass all, all year. And I think they, they, they need to be compensated for that. So... Um, you know, I ordered some 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 Jays for the starting offensive line this past week, and um, heck, if they keep doing that, uh, they'll be getting some more. Same ones you got? No, no, I can't spend that much money, but uh, <laughs> I got them some cool ones that that have the Eagles colorway. Uh, all right, but you know this thing with Taylor Heineke buying his offensive lineman Jordans. I mean, just add it to the list. You know, you had the thing with Commander's players giving their chains to Taylor on the team flight back from Philadelphia late night on Monday night so that uh, Tay-Tay could get all iced up. Uh, This positive feeling that Commander's players have for Taylor. This was Taylor on Wednesday evening on what that positive feeling means to him. It means a lot. Um, you know, obviously, that's something you want as a quarterback. You want guys to you know go out there and fight for you. So um, when I hear those things, it, it makes me happy, and it, it kind of encourages me to keep working hard and keep being myself. So um, you know, I think that's one thing that you know I, I try and do is you know when we do have an hour, two hour break in the locker room, I try and you know go talk to all those guys, whether it's linebackers, DBs. I try and cut it up with with everyone, develop those relationships, um, and I think that goes a long way. So um, that's something I'm going to going to continue to do and and try and just develop relationships with everyone on the team. I think that goes a long way. Yes, it does. Uh, Something else from Taylor Heineke on Wednesday evening that I wanted to play for you is this. So he got asked about his favorite throw to receiver Terry McLaurin. Here was Taylor's answer, and then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's Insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post. I think the coolest thing from last year to this year is that we're connecting on a lot of deep balls. Last year that was kind of our kryptonite. I couldn't connect on, connect with him on deep balls for whatever reason. Um, and this year I think we already have three or four within three or four games. Um, so it's huge. But probably the probably the dig route to Terry. I think that's the best ball I throw is the, is the deep dig. And, um, and that was apparent from the f- first game in Tampa and the playoff game with him. I had no reps with Terry. 
prior to that game, and we connected, I think, on four dig routes. Um, so I think that we both understand that's that's kind of where our strong suit is. And now outside of the deep ball, when you first started playing with him, did you feel that instant connection with other routes? Um, probably the slant. He's, he's very good at those. Um, but again, you know, the, the deep ball was the one I really wanted to work on this offseason. I think if we can, again, spread the field, give that guy a chance, and again, he's, he keeps making those plays, um, that it just stretches the field and puts more pressure on the defense. So um, that, was, that was something I worked on this offseason. Yeah, interesting to hear Taylor Heineke highlight connecting with Terry McLaurin on deep balls this season. That, of course, has been great to see. It's a funny thing, though, with deep balls because success on deep passes can be volatile and unpredictable. Um, It's not something that necessarily translates from season to season. So that Taylor had a hard time connecting with Terry on deep balls last season, but the two are connecting more on deep balls this season isn't necessarily shocking. But there's no doubt that the Taylor-Terry connection this season is working. Terry over Taylor's four starts in place of the injured Carson Wentz has two 100-yard receiving games. Terry over Carson's six starts in this 2022 regular season had one 100-yard receiving game. And Terry for the 2022 regular season is averaging a career-best 16 yards per reception. Uh, What about the role of backup quarterback? For the commanders right now. This gets overlooked because Taylor Heineke, knock on wood, uh, has continued to prove himself to be durable, but the commander's backup quarterback for the last four games has been Sam Howell. Uh, Sam has been a mere snap away from playing in each of the last four games. Is it possible that Carson Wentz could be the commander's backup quarterback for this Sunday afternoon's game at the Texans. Here was Rod Rivera's answer on Wednesday evening, and then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's Insider Matthew Paris of the Washington Times. We'll see how it goes. Okay. You know, but again, the one thing is, you know, you want to get him, if that's going to be the case, you want him to get back and be the, the, the backup. He's got to get prepared and get ready for it. So as of right now, um, you know, we'll listen to what the trainers tell me tonight or tomorrow. So... This isn't necessarily your. I told the team decision that this. Like, you're right. just kind of punting it. Another right week to yet. your question. Yes. Yeah. That, that's not yet. Okay. Yes, we are still waiting on the decision. Although I really don't think that there's much of a decision to make. How do you not stick with Taylor Heineke right now? Uh, now look, if he's terrible this Sunday afternoon and the Commanders suffer an upset and upsetting loss at the lowly Texans, uh, then maybe the conversation changes. But right now, ain't no way that Rod Rivera can go away from Tay-Tay. Hey, there's an early rhyming key for you. Uh, But what about the possibility of the commanders not playing well at the 1-7 and 1 Texans off the big win at the then 8-0 Eagles on Monday night? Some more from Taylor Heineke on Wednesday evening. Yeah, so uh, the message today was, you know, these guys have only won one game, um, but you go back and look at, you know, all their games are close. I think it's within one score, and they're just they're very close to getting. It, they could very well be five and three, or you know, whatever. Um, so it's a good football team. They're very fundamentally sound, um, and we can't take them lightly. You know, obviously that we just we had a huge game against the division opponent, undefeated, big win, um, and you know. The, the worst thing that we can do is go and lay an egg on Sunday. So, again, we're just trying to keep the ball rolling, um, keep working hard because, again, you know, the, the next game is the most important game. So we got to put the Eagles in the, in the rear view and, and get ready for the Texans. It's going to be a tough one. Well, the truth is this. The Texans are a bad team. Uh, they're an NFL worst 1-7-1. and They have the second worst point differential in the NFL at minus 58. They are dead last in the NFL in overall team DVOA for football outsiders for the 2022 regular season. Uh, The Texans are legitimately the worst team in the NFL. But of course, if you are the commanders, you can't get too cocky because this game does set up to be a classic trap game as cliche as that is. Uh, I mentioned Sam Howell. How is he doing? You know, where are we at with Sam Howell? Uh, Commanders, of course, took him in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL draft out of North Carolina. Uh, Rod Rivera has made it very clear that this season is a developmental season for Sam Howell. Uh, Ron on Wednesday evening got asked how Sam has grown during his time as the Commanders' number two quarterback. Here was Ron's answer. 
Yeah, he's done a good job. He really has. You know, one of the things that we talked to him about more so than anything else was, you know, there are certain technique things he's got to improve on, footwork being one of them. You know, um, you watch some of the stuff from from training camp and you see, you know, a little bit of lazy footwork. And, and, and he probably was able to get away with that in the college ranks. But in our, you know, being up in our level, you got to understand just how important it is you've got to stick to, you know, going through your techniques doing the things the right way every time I mean th- this is a little bit different the um, the expectations the intensity level uh, what's required of you I think those stakes are higher yes they are up next much more on the commanders including a very good explanation from Ron Rivera on what's going well with the defense right now We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. You on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. And you on Apple Podcasts can write a brief review saying that you like the podcast. Uh, Let's get to some non-quarterback items with the commanders off their walkthrough on Wednesday afternoon in preparation for this Sunday afternoon's game at the Houston Texans at 1. The injury report that the commanders put out on Wednesday afternoon was an estimation of what players would have done had the team conducted an actual practice as opposed to a walkthrough. Seven of the nine players on the commander's injury report on Wednesday were offensive players. Uh, Running back J.D. McKissick was listed as not practicing due to the neck issue that has caused him to be inactive for each of the commander's last two games. Receiver Curtis Samuel was listed as a limited participant in practice due to a shin. Uh, Tight end Logan Thomas was listed as a limited participant in practice due to a rib ailment. Tight end Armani Rogers was listed as a limited participant in practice due to a knee. Center Tyler Larson was listed as a limited participant in practice due to his back. And then two commanders running backs were on Wednesday's injury report due to knee issues. Uh, But each player was listed as a full participant in practice. Antonio Gibson 
and Jonathan Williams. Uh, Williams, for the 32-21 win at the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night, was inactive due to having re-injured a knee. Uh, He and the commander's previous game, the loss to the Minnesota Vikings at FedEx Field in Week 9, returned from a three-game absence that resulted from a knee injury in the loss to the Tennessee Titans at FedEx Field in Week 5. The Commanders on Monday afternoon announced that they had elevated Jarrett Patterson from the practice squad to the active roster for the game at the Eagles, but Patterson on Monday night did not play on any of the Commanders' offensive snaps. And then the two defensive players who were on the Commanders' injury report for Wednesday were two linebackers who were inactive for the win at the Eagles on Monday night. Cole Holcomb was listed as not practicing due to the foot injury that has caused him to be inactive for each of the Commanders' last three games. And David Mayo was listed as a limited participant in practice due to the hamstring injury that has caused him to be inactive for each of the Commanders' last two games. The Commanders for this 2022 regular season are up to 13th in the NFL in total defense per Football Outsiders DVOA metric. The defense has been playing well. The defense has been especially good over the last eight games, even though uh, the defense did have an overall uneven performance in the win at the Eagles on Monday night. Here was head coach Rod Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening on what has jumped out to him about the defense with it playing so well lately. I think what's been interesting is really, you know, not just what, what, what Jack and the defensive staff have come up, but, but the way they've been using the different personnel groupings. Um, and then with the, uh, the injury to Cole, um, some of the creative ideas they've come up with and how they've used the different players. I mean, one of the things that, you know, we, we, we've talked about a lot has been positional flex. And when you have guys that can play, whether it's safety and then come down the box and play the Buffalo or, or a corner that come and play the nickel, um, a defensive end that can play like a stand-up will linebacker in a 3-4, um, they've gotten creative with their guys. And, and, and that's been very impressive. You know, when I sit in the meetings listen to some of the things they talk about, um, I can see it just from my background, but I can see it because I, 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 I see what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish with the guys. Um, the thing that allows you to do it too is, is a lot of these guys are getting what we're, we're expecting from them, asking of them. Um, you can see that they've really grown and, and understood the, uh, the whole idea behind um, the game planning that, that we do now. And, and it's one of those things that's about growth. Um, and a lot of guys have really grown well. Um, a lot of our young players are, are getting opportunities to play and showcase themselves. Um, you know, and you look at some of the guys on the D line that contributed. I mean, the natural ones we all, you know, we see Jonathan Duran and and Montez. But when you start seeing, you know, what uh, what Jr. has been doing for us, you know, as, as 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 one of our defensive tackles, and you know, you watch Casey get an opportunity to go out and do some things, and the growth by Jamin, um, you know, Benjamin, and then Defoe and 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 Cam. I mean, it's a good, solid young group of guys that have really taken the next step. But um, in watching Jack too, it's like his 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 confidence level in the players enough that hey, he he can do these things, and he's willing to to to, to put these guys in even tougher positions because I think he's very comfortable, very confident in the players we have. All right. So first of all, Rod Rivera on Wednesday evening did in fact give us position flex. Positional flex. Yes, Ron. Position flex. Although Ron actually said positional flex, but close enough. Uh, but how about that? I mean, I on Wednesday show, episode 444, read an email from my guy Kevin Lunn asking for the position flex drop. And I noted that Ron this year has not been saying position flex with nearly the same frequency with which he said position flex last year. Well, sure enough, right on cue, Ron on Wednesday evening delivered. Positional flex. Yes, positional flex. It's almost like Rod Rivera is a listener of this podcast. Uh, but but anyway, uh, I really liked that answer from Ron. And not just because he said positional flex. That was a very good answer from Ron about what's going on with the commander's defense right now. Uh, that was a lengthy answer. Uh, the answer went on for nearly two minutes, but that was a good answer. And Ron in the answer hit on a number of positives with the defense right now. Uh, yes, positional versatility, aka position flex, uh, but also defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio getting creative with his usage of players. The defense overcoming a key injury in this foot injury for Cole Holcomb. 
that has caused him to miss the last three games, the emergence of young players. A lot of good things are happening with the commander's defense right now. Uh, Among the young commander's defensive players who are emerging is safety Derek Forrest, a.k.a. Defoe. Uh, Defoe, in the win at the Eagles on Monday night, had an interception and a fumble recovery and was the highest-graded commander's defensive player for pro football focus for the game as he registered an overall grade of 79.2. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera on Wednesday evening on how Derek Forrest has demonstrated growth in terms of his knowledge of the game. I think with Defoe, you know, you, you watch how he handles the, the adjustments in practice and then you see him take it and put it on the field to answer your question. Yeah, you've seen him take that step forward um, on the mental aspect of the game. He's, he's, he's a very bright young man. He's very eager. He practices the right way. You know, some guys say, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. No, he, he wants to see it and walk through. If he's wrong, he wants to see it again. He asks a lot of good questions. So you see why his growth has been good because he, he, he's very conscientious about those things. Um, and you, you see it in his play, understanding how we play match technique, you know, how we play another technique uh, that we use in some of our other coverages. I mean, these they're not necessarily – you know, overly advanced and complicated, but yet they still require you to think on the run, and he's been able to handle that pretty good. Um, you know, one of the things that you see, um, I was asked a great question today. I got about the play he made on the intercept uh, on the um, on the cause fumble. You know, because of his alignment, he's reading the releases of, of one and two to his side, two drags underneath, which it tells him, hey, I got to launch now to get vertical, which you see him do. Um, he barely misses making the play on the ball, but yet because of his great effort and hustle and the same thing with Benjamin, we were able to get the fumble recovery that was caused by, by Benjamin. But that, that was an example that you know I, he's got to do something on the fly. He sees it happen, and bam, his instincts take over, and he, he makes the break that he's supposed to. Yeah, the commanders are getting terrific safety play from Cameron Curl and Derek Forrest. I mean, the commanders right now have one of the best safety duos in the NFL in Curl and Forrest, along with, of course, one of the best, heck, maybe the best interior defensive lineman duo in the NFL in Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. But Cameron Curl's overall grade for pro football focus for the 2022 regular season is 82.6. Derek Forrest's overall grade for Pro Football Focus for the 2022 regular season is 81.7. And I know that Bobby McCain isn't the most popular player among Commanders fans, but he has been doing some nice things too. McCain has been playing more in the slot this season as compared to last season. McCain for Pro Football Focus has played 25.8% of his defensive snaps in the 2022 regular season in the slot. Uh, we During Ron Rivera's post-practice press conference on Wednesday evening, did get an update on edge defender Chase Young. Uh, he remains on the reserve physically unable to perform list due to his recovery from a torn right ACL that he now suffered more than a year ago. Uh, Monday was the one-year anniversary. He suffered the injury in the win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field on November 14th, 2021. The commanders this past November 2nd activated Chase to return to practice. They have until November 23rd to move him to the active roster. Uh, ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter on Tuesday morning tweeted that Chase Young was expected to be activated to play in this Sunday afternoon's game at the Texans. Here was Rod Rivera on Wednesday evening on if Chase will play this Sunday afternoon at the Texans. That we'll find out. Um, today we were inside. He had an opportunity to go through all the, all the, all the stuff they were supposed to. Um, but the real indicator will be how he does, he, how he does on Thursday and Friday. Okay, if Chase Young plays this Sunday afternoon at the Texans, will he be on a snap count? Will he be on a pitch count? It'll be a pitch count and something we'll have to monitor closely again because big part of it is, you know, especially right now is is you want to get as close as you can to live action and you really can't. So we have to try and figure out how he can get as many good reps in these next couple of days to get a good gauge as to where he is. You know, it's a funny thing with the Commanders. Two of their most high-profile players, quarterback Carson Wentz and edge defender Chase Young, are out due to injury. And yet the team really is in no rush to have either guy back. 
because the team is doing pretty well without each guy. And I say that not as a shot at those guys, but as a compliment to what the commanders are doing right now. Wild game for the Wizards on Wednesday night. Their four-game winning streak did end. Uh, They fell to 8-7 and with a 121-120 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder at Capital One Arena in game four of a six-game homestand. Uh, This game was crazy. The Wizards began the game on a 31-14 run. The Wizards ended up blowing that 17-point first quarter lead before three minutes had elapsed in the second quarter. The Wizards then led by 16 points late in the second quarter. The Wizards then blew that lead before eight minutes had elapsed in the third quarter. And the Wizards ultimately lost on a contested step-back three to the left of the top of the arc by Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a.k.a. SGA, for a 121-120 Thunder lead with one Point one seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, a defensive clinic <laughs> this game was not. Uh, the Wizards' defense was not good. Uh, they allowed Shea Gilgis Alexander to go off on Wednesday night. He, in just 34 minutes, 49 seconds as a starter, had 42 points, seven assists versus two turnovers, and six rebounds. He went two of three on threes, 12 and 19 on twos, and 12 of 17 on free throws. Here was Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. during his postgame press conference on Wednesday night on the Wizards, shall we say, difficulties in guarding Shea Gilgis Alexander. Well, we struggle to guard one-on-one. Um, obviously, trying to do that without fouling is easier said than done. Um, you know, at times we try to get the ball to his hands, and we weren't in sync, uh, which which led to some open looks. Uh, so it's it, it, it's it's a tall task because he's going to put a lot of pressure on you. But his ability to draw fouls, uh, which you know we knew going in, he was going to try and do. I think that really helped him. Yeah, also with the Wizards' defense on Wednesday night, they allowed the Thunder to go 16-31 of on threes. The Wizards allowed the Thunder to go 25-44 of in the paint and to score 50 points in the paint. So the Wizards' defense was not good, but the Wizards' shooting was good, especially in the first half. The Wizards had another big game in terms of threes. The Wizards on Wednesday night went 17 of 34 on threes, including going a scorching 14 of 20 on threes in the first half. Uh, The Wizards' 14 made threes in the first half, a franchise record for most made threes in a first half. Uh, The Wizards now have made at least 16 threes in each of the team's last three games. Uh, Now, the Wizards did only go three of 14 on threes in the second half. That was a problem. Uh, But still, the Wizards overall much better on threes lately. Uh, The Wizards on Wednesday night, 27 of 52 on twos and 15 of 17 on free throws. Uh, The Wizards do remain without DeLon Wright due to a grade two right hamstring strain that he suffered in a 120-99 win over the Detroit Pistons at Capital One Arena on October 25th. But the Wizards on Wednesday night got back Bradley Beal. Uh, He returned from a five-game absence of having been in the NBA's health and safety protocols, and he was good. You know, there was a concern that the return of Bradley Beal could upset the apple cart with the Wizards playing so well, uh, you know, in the midst of that four-game winning streak. Now, the Wizards on Wednesday night did lose, but the Wizards' offense on Wednesday night was, for the most part, just fine, okay? So it's not like Bradley Beal came back and all of a sudden the Wizards were all out of sorts offensively. Uh, Beal on Wednesday night in 37 minutes, one second as a starter, 2 of 4 on threes, 7 of 15 on twos, 5 of 5 on free throws. He finished with 25 points, 6 assists versus 1 turnover, and 6 rebounds. And Beal, in a fourth quarter that the Wizards won, 33-32, scored 15 points. Uh, Here was Beal during his postgame press conference on Wednesday night on having had COVID again. I felt felt better uh, than I was uh, last week in uh, it definitely hit me harder than I did. I had it last year. Um, it was tough trying to get my win back uh, when I first worked out the other day, but it was I was I was okay shortly after. I felt really good the night um, just after the first quarter, just getting my getting the win win back, and I was good after that. 
Yeah, you know, the Wizards on Wednesday night were very much led by their big three of Bradley Beal, Chris Damps, Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. The Wizards bench on Wednesday night, with the exception of Rui Hachimura, really was not good. Uh, and Jordan Goodwin left the game in the fourth quarter due to some sort of ailment. But Chris Damps, Porzingis on Wednesday night, another good game. Uh, he has been really good lately. Uh, the Zinger on Wednesday night. 36 minutes, 28 seconds as a starter, 4 of 7 on threes, 4 of 8 on twos, 7 of 9 on free throws. He finished with 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists versus 2 turnovers. He was especially good in a first half in which the Wizards scored 67 points. Uh, Porzingis in the first half on Wednesday night, 3 of 4 on threes, 4 of 6 on twos, 3 of 3 on free throws. He had 20 points and 7 rebounds in that first half for the Wizards. Uh, also, Kyle Kuzma on Wednesday night nearly had a triple-double. Uh, he in 38 minutes, 56 seconds as a starter, went 3 of 8 on threes, 4 of 7 on twos, and 101 on free throws. He finished with 18 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Although, actually, he flirted with a quadruple-double because he also committed 7 turnovers. Uh, Kuzma committed 7 of the Wizards' 19 turnovers. That was the real nit to pick with the Wizards' offense on Wednesday night. 19 turnovers. Uh, I mentioned Rui Hachimura. He on Wednesday night in 17 minutes, 41 seconds off the bench. 2 of 3 on threes and 4 of 5 on twos. He finished with 14 points and 3 steals. Next up for the Wizards. Home to the Miami Heat Friday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 446, will feature in-depth preview of the 5-5 five and five Commanders at the 1-7-1 Houston Texans this Sunday afternoon at 1. Uh, we expect to hear from offensive coordinator Scott Turner and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio via post-practice press conferences on Thursday, so we'll have plenty to discuss. A welcome on a special guest, Texans insider Sean Bajani of Sports Radio 610 KILT in Houston. I'll give you my rhyming keys for a Commanders win, and I'll give you a prediction for the game as well. Also on Friday's show, Goldilocks for College Football Week 12 previews and picks for Maryland, home to number two Ohio State Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Navy at number 20 UCF Saturday morning at 11, and Virginia Tech at Liberty Saturday at noon. Uh, Virginia on Wednesday morning did announce the cancellation of what would have been UVA's home finale, a game against Coastal Carolina this Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Uh, the game was canceled, obviously, due to the tragedy on Sunday night. Uh, on Friday's show, we'll talk Capitals. Uh, they, on Thursday night, are at the St. Louis Blues at 8. And I, on Friday's show, will hit on some college hoops as Virginia Tech on Thursday afternoon faces Old Dominion in Charleston, South Carolina at 2. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Positional Flex. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.